This is episode one, Pilot. Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying In Sports. Where we fly around nationwide talking about what's going on in the sports world. We're your hosts, Joey Pulizzi. And Kostas Kukunaris. Welcome to the first episode. We're excited to have you guys here. Yes, hope you guys enjoy. And don't forget to follow our IG at Flying In Sports Podcast. With that being said, let's talk about our first topic in this week's episode. And it is the NFC North. Oh, that's a good one. That is. We're going to go with the uh, big quarterback controversy, the Chicago Bears, who finished 8-8 eight and eight last year, third in the NFC North. What are your thoughts on the draft this year by them? Did they do a good draft? What would you give their grade? Man, you know, I was going on about it. I wanted to give them the B-, minus, but I ultimately gave them a C plus just because I feel like what they're doing financially, signing Jimmy Graham and then taking a – fresh tight end off Notre Dame and Cole Kemet and Cole Kemet, right? I think that's how you pronounce his name. Cole Kemet, right? Um, I don't know. I just don't think that they took advantage of this draft in the way that they should have. I mean, they drafted him really high in the second round. I thought there was a lot of players that they could have used yeah, that I, were available. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I, people were saying fifth round for Cole Kemet, and they took him in the second. That was a little bit of a reach. They did get Jimmy Graham this year. So that's kind of like he's going to be behind Jimmy Graham. So that's kind of like, uh, like what are you doing pick? But their second-round pick also, Jalen Johnson out of Utah, great cornerback. He's a great cornerback. He had 34 tackles last year, two interceptions, and seven interceptions in his career. He's a big cornerback too. So that was, I think that's a good pick after they lost Prince of Mukamara last year. That's a great pick for them. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think that the defense is still as good as it should be, uh, especially after taking a step back last year. I think Oh, that- yeah with additions of Robert Quinn as well. Robert Quinn, yes. I think that the defense definitely took a step up again, and uh, hopefully they'll be back on top. I do think they gave Robert Quinn just a little bit of too money, but having him opposite side of Khalil Mack, that is something you do not want to mess with. That was yeah. like two great power rushers right there. Definitely a scary sight, and I think that the Bears definitely paid Robert Quinn a little too much, but I think that was just for security in terms of uh, acquiring him. Exactly. And I, they have strong linebackers, too, and Roquan and then Danny Trevathan, great linebackers, too. I think this defense can be like they were two years ago when they made the playoffs and lost in the playoffs to the Eagles. But this defense has potential, as we saw. Oh, for sure. This is definitely going to be a top-five defense this year in the NFL. Oh, yeah. No questions about it. And I'm excited to see how they perform. I agree. So, next – this Foles and Trubisky debate. Who do you got winning the starting job week one? Who do you think will come out? Man, you know, honestly, after talking to a lot of my friends and talking to a lot of people that enjoy sports just as much as I do, honestly, I wanted to say Nick Foles yesterday. But after thinking about it, I want to say Mitch Trubisky just because of the potential Ooh. I think he does have. I mean, I agree. I mean, he was not that good last year, but – he did go eight and seven as a starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears last year. That is that's fairly good, eight and seven. I mean, that's not great, but after all, all we played last year, eight and seven is pretty solid. However, I think Nick Foles comes in and takes a starting job week one. I do. I for some reason I like Nick Foles. What I what he did to lead the Eagles to the Super Bowl, I love him, and I think he's gonna win that job week one, and he's gonna lead the Bears to a nine and seven record. Nine and seven. What do you think? Man, you know, in terms of record, I do think the Bears might go 8-8 eight and eight just because okay. I don't think there's really much of an improvement in terms of the offense. Um, yeah, adding Jimmy Graham, and we'll see how this Cole Komet kid does. And Ted Ginn Jr. 
speedy right, guy. Right, Jr., right. I just don't think Nick Foles is that consistent. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't high. He did go 0-4 last year for the Jags, but I don't know. The Bears are just a better overall team. I mean, David Montgomery is going to have a breakout year this year. Mark my word. He's he's going to have a breakout year. And yes, that's definitely a key. I think this year, it's a make-or-break season for the Bears. It really is. Like, it's Matt Nagy needs to do something because if he doesn't get them to a positive win record, I think he might get fired this year. So you're saying that Matt Nagy's on the hot seat then? hundred percent on the hot seat. What he did year one with the bears, he's got to repeat that. If not, I don't know. The bears might go elsewhere because the bears are desperate to make uh, that push the Super Bowl like they did back yeah. in the two thousands. Definitely. I mean, I think I take advantage of this defense while it's put together and uh, they definitely got to get their offense straight. You know, I'm really surprised just because I think that Matt Nagy is a good offensive mind. And, you know, he has worked under Andy Reid and all yeah. that. And we'll see. We saw what happened in the Super Bowl this year with the, the Chiefs winning. And, you know, I think that if this does, if this season goes downhill, I think that's just a waste. And I think that it's definitely something that could have happened, you know, in a good way. And um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm to- I totally agree with you. So the next team we're going to analyze is the Green Bay Packers, who finished 13-3 and last year. So, again, I'm going to ask you, what do you think of the draft? Man, this is a juicy one, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give them a D straight up. <laughs> Just because of the Jordan Love signing or, draft, or drafting him. I mean, man, what does it say about what Rodgers wants and, what, and Rodgers' stay in the organization? Okay, I do. I would like – I don't think it's that bad of a draft pick for the Packers. And hear me out, okay? So Aaron Rodgers was taken 24th in the 2005 draft. Brett Favre at that time was 35 years old, okay? Rodgers was not taking the job over from Favre. It was still Favre's team. Now you fast forward. Rodgers is now 36. They take a young quarterback, Jordan Love. All they want is to have a quarterback for the next – after Rodgers gets old, they want Jordan Love. So I think it's perfect pick. I think Jordan Love's going to see Rodgers. Rodgers is going to teach him well. And then when Rodgers wants to retire in four or five years, Jordan Love will take the next step, and the Packers will be good. I think this is a great pick, actually, a great pick. I could see that. I just think that Rodgers is running out of time. Obviously, uh, father time is catching up to him, as we could see. And, you know, Rodgers did ask for a skill position player. I agree. I mean, he did get A.J. Dillon, the running back from Boston College, but that, that one, to me, seems like the one that makes no sense because they have Aaron Jones and they have Jamal J- Jamal Williams. So they just they have three backs now. I don't know how that's going to work out, but yeah, you know, obviously I thought maybe they would have picked. I mean, they could have picked a wide receiver just yeah. to, just to put it out there. Yeah, they have Devonte Adams, and yeah, I mean they're looking for someone to add to their firepower and looking for someone, in my opinion, that they should have picked that would have complemented Rogers' game and definitely uh, showed him that he still has it. Yeah, of course. Now, I think Rodgers is getting a little old. They, they don't have any star power. They have Devonta Adams, but they got Devin Funches. But they don't have, like, anything. Because Rodgers is getting old. So, do you think that this defense, as great as it was last year, can they take another step up or stay the same so they can give Rodgers the help? You know what? I do think so. And I think uh, my record prediction definitely says that they will. Just because... I think the defense um, overperformed last year, and it was definitely a surprise. And I think that they still have the right tools to 
maybe even take it up a notch. Yeah, I I mean they still have Kenny Clark, they still have the Smiths on their team, uh Preston Smith. They have Jair Alexander, the great cornerback, and they of course have Adrian Amos. And I'm telling you, Kevin King, cornerback, he's underrated, okay? Five interceptions last year. He's a six two cornerback. I think Jair and Kevin King together, that's that's deadly. And I think the Packers, they they obviously weren't as good. They're not going to be as good this year. They were 13-3 last year. But I think they're 10-6, and six and they still win the division this year. I still believe that. Yeah, I do think so, too. I do think that they win the division this year. Um, so what, what was your record prediction, you said? I had 10-6 and six for them. Um, I have them um, losing the, – they're 3-3 three and three in the division. They, they split with uh, all those teams. But I do have them losing to the Saints, 49ers, and the Colts. So that – that's pretty interesting there. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I have him going 11-5 and five just because okay, yeah. I think that Rodgers – I believe in Rodgers this year. As much as I personally do not like Rodgers, I think that, you know, this will – I think this will uh, show him that he still has it, and I think it's going to bring hope to the Green Bay Packer fans. And uh, I'm excited to see how he does this year. I don't know. He's getting a little old for me. All right. Next one. The Detroit Lions finished 3-12-1 last year. So – their new number three overall pick, Jeff Okuda, out of Ohio State. Great pick. Great pick. Great pick. I agree with you. He is one of the best players in the draft. Um, obviously, the loss of Darius Slay. Obviously, they needed to like, recover that spot. So, Jeff Okuda is the best, next best thing. And I don't know. He, he had three interceptions last year, but he no one threw his way. Like, no one wanted to throw his way. That's just – if you saw Ohio State's game – no one wanted to throw that way. He, you could just, he's a great corner. He's great man coverage in the zone, everything. He, he's got it all covered. So great pick by the Detroit Lions. I agree. And, you know, taking a step back from the defense there, because I don't think that's really the thing we need to talk about for, in terms of the Detroit Lions, the QB situation, and just the offense as a whole. Do you think it's time for a change? Okay, so I personally love Matthew Stafford. I know many people don't, don't think he's a cool great quarterback, but no I personally think he's a good quarterback, okay? You look at his last eight years in the league, the only time he missed games was last year, the eight games that he missed. The rest, he's played all 16 games, okay? He's never had a supporting cast ever. I mean, he had Megatron back a couple years ago, but I don't know. If you look at, he went, in 2014, went 11-5, and five, and in 2016 and 2017, went 9-7. and seven. So I just think they need pieces around him to make him a great quarterback. And they tried to do that with getting the new running back out of Georgia, DeAndre Swift. Right, I, mean, I like that pick. I, really I think it's like a good that pick, pick, too. If, especially when you look at on Johnson. He missed 14 of 32 possible games in his career. He's obviously injury-prone. So they needed a right. back that is reliable, that won't get hurt as often. And he's speedy. He played well at Georgia. So I think they're trying to get Matthew Stafford more pieces. They have Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola. They got them all, okay? And I think that Matthew Stafford, it's not time to move on for him. However, I do still have him going 6-10 and 10 this year, not anything great, just because how better every team is in the NFC North. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. It's just – it's so tough just because Matthew Stafford's been on the Lions roster for so long, yeah. and he just has not produced. Yeah, I'll give you the part where you said that he was somewhat good. I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, he is solid, but – I definitely think that the Detroit Lions, if they want a change of uh, environment on the offensive side, I think they definitely got to start looking for a new QB or possibly looking to the next draft for a new QB. 
Yeah, we'll see. If they're if they're bad this year, they can possibly get Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, you know, all those great guys in drafting quarterback class, yeah. So it's also important to mention the two new additions on their team, Jamie Collins and Desmond Trufant. Jamie Collins is a great pickup for them, a great pickup. Two years ago for the Browns, he had 104 tackles. And and then I think last year with the Patriots, he, he had 43 uh, – not 43 – 81 tackles with seven sacks and three interceptions. So I think this is a great pickup for them. Brings them a guy who can rush the ball well. And also with Desmond Trufant, he's not as good as Darius Slay, obviously, right. but he's a veteran. He knows how to play the game, and that's a good pickup for them also. Yeah, I agree. Um, definitely great pickups. And I think that uh, Darius Slay's loss, uh, I think, was made up with the pick of Jeff Okuda. So yeah. I think that the Lions are doing the right thing on the defensive side. It's just the offense is what gets me. Yeah, and exactly. Leading to that, who's at fault ultimately for the uh, Lions? Uh... I, I know I like Matthew Stafford, but it's got to be Matthew Stafford. It's got to be. He He's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. Sometimes he just makes bad decisions. If you watch some of the games, throws too many picks. He's just Sometimes he just misses his wide open receivers. I think this year he's got to make a step up. He has to. He really has to. I do think so, too, and I think that if he does not, I think we'll be seeing a new cube, starting QB in Detroit next year. Yeah, year could, after happen. That. could happen. So now our last team is the Minnesota Vikings. They went 10-6 and six last year, and they did a lot of offensive moves this year, including trading Stephon Diggs and losing Xavier Rhodes when they released him. So right. do you think the two new draft picks they drafted in the draft in the first round is going to help them get over the loss of both of those? Yes, 100%. And, you know, I want to say that the Minnesota Vikings had a top three draft wow. this year just because they cleaned up house. Yes. And they picked up players of variety, and they're players that they all need for the future. And exactly. I think that that's the most important thing. And I think that, you know, obviously the front office for the Vikings has uh, – yet to disappoint in terms of the draft. They have picked uh, in the last, I want to say, 10 years, they picked 16 pro bowlers. Yeah, he's, he is good at picking players. And the Justin Jefferson pick, that was a good pick at number 22. I he love dropped. that pick. He dropped. I don't know why he dropped. We saw him in the, in the championship game. He He's a good receiver, dude, good receiver. Yeah, I agree. But we also saw receivers get passed on. This yeah, year, especially with uh, with uh, my boy C.D. Lamb going to yes. the Cowboys. Yeah, that was Cowboys. a surprise. And I think that, obviously, this was one of the best wide receiver classes. And I think that the Lions got a steal at 22 with I Justin agree. Jefferson. And then they also got a cornerback, uh, pick number 31. They traded with the 49ers for that pick. And they got Jeff Gladney, cornerback out of TCU. I also like this pick. The only thing about him is he's a little undersized at 5'10", but I think it's all right considering that he is good man coverage. He's he's experienced in coverage, and I think this is also a good pick to, uh, for the loss of Xavier Rhodes that they lost him because they just had enough of him, basically. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And uh, speaking of the um, of the draft, is Justin Jefferson good enough to replace Stephon Diggs? See, that's what I've been debating for a while now, and I don't think Justin Jefferson is going to get in the league first first year and be like Stefan Diggs was okay it's gonna take him a while I think it's gonna take him two three years I mean it's important to know that the last receiver that the Vikings drafted in the first round of Con Treadwell 
a bust, huge bust. So we'll see here if Justin Jefferson can be a bust, it can be a boom, or if he will be a bust, just like Laquan Treadwell will be. Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely think Justin Jefferson has the potential to be a possibly top 10 wide receiver in this league one day. I definitely don't think that he'll have as much of, of an impact that everyone probably thinks. But, you know, it's definitely an exciting pick. And uh, the loss of Stephon Diggs, I don't believe is that big. Oh, the Vikings. I, think that's, I mean, he wasn't used right in Minnesota, but right. I look back at Minneapolis Miracle. They needed him for that play. Yeah, they did. I, and, you I, know, I mean, they obviously have Adam Thielen. Yeah, of course. he's a great, great wide receiver. I think it's important to note that if the Vikings want to be as good as they are in the defensive end, they need to resign Everson Griffin. I don't know what's going on there. I think he wants too much money or something. But Everson Griffin is a great defensive end. They they need him this year. They do. And I don't know what's going to happen there. But if they can resign him, they'll be back like they were last year in the playoffs. If not, I have him going 9-7 and seven this year. I have them going 10 and 6 this year. 10 and 6. So do you have them making the playoffs? I do have them making the playoffs. Wow. I have Green Bay and Minnesota coming out of the NFC North this year. I I just have the Green Bay Packers number 4 seed in the NFC North. That's about it. Man, you know the Vikings always find their way into the playoffs and I think I, that I do agree with that. Again. I do agree with that. Okay, so before we end our segment here, we're going to talk about we're going to do one little series called Start Bench Cut. I'm going to give you three receivers, you tell me which one you would start which one you would bench, and which one you would cut. You ready? I'm ready. Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, and Terrell Owens. Okay, well, do you want me to start out first? Yeah, you can start out first. Okay, well, you know, obviously this is tough just because they're all great players and they're all great receivers. And, man, this is tough, and I know you think differently, but uh, I'm going to start Randy Moss. Okay. I'm going to bench Terrell Owens, and I'm okay. going to cut. Wow. I'm oh, going to cut wow. Megatron, Calvin Johnson. I'm going to cut him. Wow. Okay. So some of you might. Wait, wait, wait. Hear me out, though. Hear all me right, out. Hear me out. You out. All these are picked on legacy. Okay. And their status in the league. Okay. That they had, right? Yeah. I mean, Randy Moss, legend. Yeah. I mean, what more can you say? I mean, when you think of a wide receiver in the NFL, I mean – couple of receivers that come to my mind is obviously going to be Randy Moss and some other big players. Yes. And uh, I think I, I'm biased between Randy Moss and Terrell because they played on my 49ers. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I think Calvin uh, cut his legacy short by retiring. Okay. I mean, it's, that's, uh, he did cut his legacy short. But here, if I'm going to start a team today, I'm taking Calvin Johnson, hands down Calvin Johnson. He only played a limited number of seasons. And he proved to be one of the best in the NFL. If he played as long as he did compared to T.O. and Randy Moss, he would be the best of all time. But I start Calvin Johnson. I might be a little biased here just like you, but T.O. plays for the Cowboys. So I'm going to bench T.O. and I'm going to cut Randy Moss. I know. I didn't want to cut uh, Randy Moss, but I can't I cut Randy, to. man. I know. I, I just – I don't know. I, I like T.O. I watched him with Tony Romo, dynamic duo. Now let me ask you this now since yes. we're uh, on this little topic real quick. If Calvin Johnson stayed in the league for who knows how long, right? Maybe yes. even to this day. Yes. Would he have hurt his legacy by staying on the Detroit Lions? No. I mean, if you look at he had Matt, he has Matthew Stafford as quarterback his whole career. Matthew Stafford 
T.O. and Randy Moss had great quarterbacks thrown to them. Imagine if Calvin Johnson had this quarterback. Imagine if Calvin right. Johnson had Tom Brady as quarterback, okay? That's just – I think Calvin Johnson is just much better than all both of those. No, yeah, and me by cutting Megatron means doesn't mean anything that I think that he's a terrible player. Yeah. I think he's one of the best ever. And, yeah. uh, I mean, this is just based on my opinion. Yeah, of course. So this will end our first podcast. Hope you guys all enjoyed. Uh, don't forget to follow us on the IG at Flying In Sports Podcast or Twitter at Flying In Sports. To be, and also, if you follow us, you will be entered into our giveaway. Yes. We, we will be announcing soon. Yes. Look out for our IG post coming soon. Thank you, guys, for listening. Check back next week where we break down the NFC East. We're, fly- we're flying in sports, and we'll catch you on the next flight.